0: This episode is called Make It Happen and I have a special guest, Jenna Herbert. She is a serial entrepreneur, speaker, and writer. She founded the Make It Show in 2008, which has grown to be one of Canada's largest craft fairs with biannual events in Vancouver and Edmonton. Make It provides a platform for hundreds of artists and makers to earn a living doing what they love. Jenna is also the author of Make It Happen, which is a guidebook for entrepreneurs on how to turn their ideas into business. She also runs an event space in Vancouver called Conscious Lab that hosts events around mindfulness and self-development for entrepreneurs. In fact, that's how I got to know Jenna by attending one of mindfulness events hosted in her Conscious Lab back in 2019. Jenna lives in Vancouver with her fiance Orson and they are expecting their first child in October. They are currently practicing parenthood with their ridiculously adorable kitten biscuit. Welcome to From My Lens, Jenna. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. I Cannot wait to learn more about your journey towards being a successful entrepreneur and a writer. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing doing really well. It's, It's really nice to see the city starting to open up and get back to a level somewhat of normalcy. So yeah, feeling
0: pretty optimistic. Absolutely, yes. And just yesterday I was walking by and I finally started seeing patios, um, Being opened up and people just, you know, having a nice laughter and drink. So it was just, it's good to see everything is going back to normal now.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: (laughs) Okay, so just wanted to know, um, what did you do before starting your Make It show?
1: Well, before starting Make It, I actually launched a company while I was still in university uh, called Booty Belts. (laughs) Booty Belts with a Z at the end, and it was a class project I did uh, for one of my marketing courses. And Booty Belts were just these simple scarf belts that I designed, and after I graduated, I was super passionate about the idea. So I ended up just selling them to various boutiques and a department store, and actually did uh, a lot of a lot of wholesaling. And then after um, after a few years with fashion, it's it's hard to reinvent the wheel. Um, I had launched a line of handbags too. So I just ended up with a lot of excess stock and I didn't really know what the hell to do with all this extra booty belts. So I ended up selling them at a street festival and uh, it really opened my eyes to the possibility of selling my product at an event. Um, So from that experience, I just sort of thought, okay, well, maybe I should just start doing this. So I traveled around, lived out of a suitcase, did every like music festival, street fair, craft fair I could. And it didn't take me long to sort of think, all right, well, you know, these craft fairs, I can sell a lot of product, but just the vibe and the energy wasn't really that appealing to myself or my friends. Like, I was in my mid-20s, so I just sort of thought, like, okay, well, how how can I create my own event? And basically, reverse engineered the idea and looked at it like, okay, well, get a venue, get the exhibitors, and then just promote the crap out of it. And that's essentially what launched the, the first ever uh, show I produced. Oh, that's amazing. And um, if you don't mind me asking, this was obviously during when you were in college, right? Uh, well, I started the first booty belts while I was in university, yes.
0: Okay, great. Um, and yeah. what were some of the challenges that you faced during that time?
1: Um, well, I, I think at that time there were certainly challenges, but I was just so excited about the idea yeah. and I think that's what happens when you start a business, especially when you are fresh and new and young and naive. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was scary. There were certain parts where it was uncomfortable. Like I didn't really know what I was doing with booty belts or with make it in the early days. And I mean, that's even make it now, like there's just different sets of challenges, um, but I just had the mindset where I just I knew I could figure it out, so I eventually did.
0: Absolutely. Especially when you're so driven and when you know this is what you want to do, you know, I think nothing can come back come come your way
1: and just you just have to go for it, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean it's when you first start out a blessing and a curse in it like the blessing is you have all that energy you you don't know what you don't know so usually you don't have all those obstacles and self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. um, and then also you don't know what you're doing and, and you can make a lot of mistakes but I, I feel that it's actually a really good time to start a business when you are say, fresh out of school
0: absolutely no, know that's that's amazing so um how did you decide what
1: target what market to target? well I didn't really think about that to be honest like I just I just did what I thought was fun and cool and I was kind of targeting probably myself and my friends all the businesses I have started are really for selfish reasons today it's like well what would I want to create and that's what led me to even like start conscious lab in Vancouver it's like okay well I want a space where I can do these hippie type things that I love to do but I want the space to feel like beautiful and clean and not weird so I I think that's actually a really good place to start a business because you know your ideal customer because you are your customer absolutely or I mean even if it's not directly you it could be you know your friends your peer group uh but a lot of times I also think in retrospect like what what would I need you know five years ago ten years ago yes so yeah it's sort of a I I, I do think just understanding the psychology of your customer is super important for business. Make It Show happened, um, as I mentioned, because I had all these booty belts, I I was selling at all these events and and different festivals, and I just sort of thought, okay, well, if I wanna create my own show, what would I have to do? And I actually started a show before Make It uh, called Stop and Chop with a friend of mine who is a jeweler. And we, we, we ran that for a couple of years. And then at the time I had moved to Vancouver, she became a full time kindergarten teacher. And so we just, it, it was getting more challenging to be business partners. So I ended up partnering up with my brother, yes. um, my brother Chandler, who, who was actually helping me out with booty belts, you know, for, for quite some time. And he had launched a line of t-shirts called Oli Originals. And, you know, he was kind of seeing what was happening with what I was doing with Stop and Shop, and uh, yeah, one day he, he came up to me, and he's like, you know what, I, I really like what you're doing, like, I would love to be part of it, so that that was what led us to start Make It, um, and that, would, that was in, in 2008.
0: Oh, wow, that's amazing, and, and
1: it's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can have events again.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, oh my gosh, I'd love to attend one of them, definitely. Um. Also, I just wanted to kind of touch on, I, you know, you've been, you've done so many things, you know, from your, uh, your, your booty build experiments to, you know, having make it show happen. What were some of your personal and professional struggles that you had to face during those
1: times? And yeah. I would say it's just not feeling like I knew enough. I feel like the imposter syndrome is is something that a lot of people or if not everyone faces at some point or another, just feeling that you don't you don't know enough, uh, you don't have enough experience. So I would definitely say, I mean, I still face that all the time because the thing with, with business and I, I think also just with life is no matter how high you get, there's just different challenges and different things that you're faced with. Uh, So I I think just like giving myself permission to go for it and to think big um, has always been something that's been a challenge. Also feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, that's also part of imposter syndrome, but I think because I started a company when I'm so young, I had a deep-seated belief, like, I don't know what I'm doing. They're gonna find out. I need a grown up to tell me what to do. And you know, now like almost twenty years later, now I'm thirty nine, and I still have that feeling a little bit like, ah, they're gonna find out. I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I think there's just always something that you're you're up against.
0: That's that's so incredible. What is the most difficult thing about building a consumer brand from scratch? What is your take on that? And. What were some of your challenges when you were working on that? Working
1: um, consumer. I guess it's with, like with Make It, building the brand, I would say the beginning part wasn't so hard. The challenges come later on, to be honest, because when you're, when you're first starting out, you're just so excited. and You have all the ideas. But I think what, what's actually really hard is evolving a brand and keeping it current, keeping it relevant, keeping it interesting, keeping that story and that spark alive. And this is especially true if you scale and you have staff and you have, you know, different layers to your company and, you know, you want to expand to different markets. Like, I think that's where the challenge really comes. I mean, initially with Make It, and also with booty belts, like the, the first incarnations of the brand, you know, are pretty shitty. Like when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe like I would just draw them out and try and get like a, a cousin or someone I knew to help me yeah. out. It was pretty rudimentary. And I think also it's, it's just not really putting so much emphasis on it. I mean, I've never been someone who's a perfectionist. I'm actually pretty sloppy in how I do a lot of things. But I'm very fast, and I think that the, the, I, I'm very quick to start something, and that's that's a pro and a con. I think uh, sometimes people get stifled with the details and, and the perfectionism of it all. Uh, but sometimes when you when you procrastinate too long to try and get all your ducks in a row, it yeah. just doesn't happen. Right. So I, I think for people who do associate themselves more with being perfectionists, I think there's almost a surrender that needs to happen that something is good enough and it's not going to be it's not going to be perfect because that doesn't exist
0: exactly absolutely i totally agree with that um also what advice would you give to someone who is interested in starting their own business or even their own brand
1: i mean you have to just start (laughs) that's that's just it like you you learn so much from doing Like preparation is is one thing, and I think it's good to obviously prepare and have a bit of a plan because a plan will give you direction. But you learn so much from starting, and I think there's a fear of putting yourself out there that's incredibly normal and understandable. So the more you're able just to do that and and just focus on taking that little step forward, which each action, the the more traction you're going to get. I think sometimes what happens now like with sort of instant gratification that we're also accustomed to with our social media lives, right. uh, people, people want an overnight success and when it doesn't happen quickly, they just stop and I mean building a brand takes a lot of time and a lot of patience and a lot of perseverance so it's, it's very uncommon to nail it in the first try you know that's that's an anomaly like more often than not you start something doesn't you know really work you kind of look at it objectively and, and start again and tweak it so it's always this evolution um so i i would just say put something out there and get that feedback and learn fast and, and just try try again and keep keep trying until you have something exactly and i think
0: uh, most people are afraid of failing and I think that's when you seem to learn more and that's because if we don't fail you're not going to know what success will be
1: yeah hundred percent and I think that whole concept of failure I mean you kind of even ask yourself like if that even exists like really how can you fail because there's no set of standards that you have to abide by and I think a big lesson for being an entrepreneur is just to be confident in your own voice and give yourself that sovereignty to do what you need to do and even if you hire you know professionals or consultants or you know I've done lots of that in the past and and sometimes like sometimes they're good but sometimes you you realize you actually know more than than they do and and I think it's giving your power away too easily and maybe it's a a female thing more so but um, yeah you just got to have confidence in that what you're doing is the right way to do it
0: Absolutely, I totally agree with that. I think it's kind of similar to my brand that I was talking to you about earlier, Eleven Eleven Fit, which is an activewear line. I just thought to myself, why don't I put that on a on on a pause? Just because there's so many competitors out there. But then, like you said, it's really about being confident in your own brand, and if you don't, if you believe in your own brand, then you know there will be people out there who will as well. So it's really about just
1: you know trying it and going for it all the way yeah yeah and I think with competition every business has its level of competition there's no way to avoid that but I think you know one of the reasons we are successful with make it is we've never really focused on the competition That's because it. I like the whole inspiration for creating the show was to be not like the competition so we weren't going to follow what they're doing because we don't want to be like them. That's purposely why we created it. And I've always had a bit of that mentality of like, okay, we don't want to be like anybody else. But, I mean, we get copied a lot. I bet. <laughs> yeah, and it, it pisses me off sometimes. But, you know, whatever. That's just, that's just how it goes in business. You have to be prepared for that.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have to be prepared for it. But, hey, um, end of the day, you're original and nobody's going to take that away from you exactly great and
1: um, how do you stay motivated um I, I like to I, I like to consume a lot of content so I'm always reading I'm always watching things I'm going to conferences and I mean now online conferences I just think that the more you can consume um, to get yourself into that positive mindset the more you can overcome anything that gets in your way i also have a lot of entrepreneur friends i'm part of different groups like mastermind groups so i i, I almost like brainwashed myself <laughs> in a good way uh, because you really are what you consume i mean you can say the same thing about food or exercise so i put really good things into my head and that definitely helps but yeah i'm not motivated all the time like sometimes i feel so lazy and like useless and like oh my god i'm not doing anything anything that i want to be doing right now that's just normal. I really don't know anyone who doesn't have that as a struggle at some point or another.
0: Definitely. I agree with that. Um, What are some of the books or even, like, um, people that you're, like, if if there's any other podcast or influencers you're following? um, Yeah.
1: One podcast I absolutely love is How I Built This. And it's hosted by Guy Raz. It's on NPR yeah, and he, do you watch, do you listen I to and I love him. Um, me and my boyfriend, in fact, he, my boyfriend was the one who discovered that podcast. And we watch it like almost every other day. So it's great. Yeah. And, and there's a summit that happens in San Francisco every year. So I went to the summit last year and it was fantastic. It was, it was so much fun, and I actually, I got to meet Sarah Blakely, um, the founder of Spanx, who's one of my my mentors and my role models. so that was really cool. So, yeah, how I, how I built this is awesome. Um, one of the books I love the most is called The Big Leap, and it's this idea that we have these internal thermostats, and once we start to, like, get to the higher higher threshold the upper limit of it will self-sabotage your way down and i think that's just something to have awareness of because once you start to become successful or to do that thing that you wanted to do and you get to a new level it's it's human nature to feel uncomfortable and to do some weird things to self-sabotage your way down and a lot of that stuff is unconscious so i I really like the concept of that book Mm -hmm. um I I love Tony Robbins, I I went to his event a few years back too, and I just, I just think he's such a force, and I find him just really fascinating to listen to, Um, I, I like Marie Forleo, her videos, I think they have really great content, and I mean, I'm always just exploring new things, I mean, now with, with, YouTube and the internet, all this stuff. Like, you can definitely go down a self-help rabbit hole relatively easy. So sometimes I don't even know how I find the stuff I do. But I, yeah. I'm just always consuming. Information. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Great. And what's your favorite thing to do when you're, when you have, like, during your free
1: time? Uh, well, right now we just, we just got a kitten. So I've been really excited to just play a <laughs> Biscuit, the kitten, yeah. We thought Biscuit was a girl. Turns out he's a boy. <laughs> we got him from, from Kijiji. didn't know, I guess, how to tell the sex of the, the cat. But yeah, it's, it's been really fun just to, to play with him. Um, yeah, I mean, seeing friends, just like relaxing. I, I really like doing yoga. I mean, I like traveling too. Not <laughs> sure when we can do that again, but uh, yeah. I can't <laughs> honestly wait to
0: like go for just leave you know just just be around palm
1: trees and ocean breeze <laughs> i i know i mean fortunately living in vancouver we're pretty lucky that we live in such an incredible place yes um but yeah I, I definitely it's weird not to be able to have any travel plans in the future
0: exactly yeah it's so iffy um and
1: what mantra do you live by uh, trust and surrender I feel that just trusting that things are going to work out and just surrendering to the greater universal force is something that's been a practice of mine for a while. And I find whenever I don't trust and I'm just like rigid and tight and that's when trouble happens. Um, so just trusting that there's a, a greater force and a greater energy than me that's guiding me in a very benevolent, loving way.
0: That's, that's incredible. I definitely have to agree with you on that as well. And, um, how do you balance your entrepreneur life with friends
1: that don't understand the challenges we experience? (laughs) I, you know what? I I moved here when I was 26 from Edmonton. So I don't really have friends who aren't entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. Like some of my friends do have nine to fives, but they at least had a business or they have a side hustle. Yeah. So I feel like just who I surround myself with, it's, it's not an issue. Um, I think it's really important that you surround yourself with people who have similar mindset. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I would really be able to be friends with somebody who didn't understand that because it's such a big part of who I am.
0: Exactly, completely agreed. Um, also, what impact do you want to have in the world? Or change
1: do you want to see I want to see more people do what they love and feel confident to, to make it happen um, that's the title of my book that I came out with two years ago and I'm just so I think it's such an important thing to have ideas and to allow them to to manifest and I think there's just so much resistance and so many obstacles that get in people's way but that that idea that we have the power and the ability to turn our thoughts and dreams into reality is something that i am really inspired to teach more people how to do uh, because I, I know it's been such a huge benefit in my own life
0: that is amazing jenna i definitely think we need more individuals like you who are making such impact and giving 100 of other artists the opportunity and platform to do what they love Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in with me today and sharing your views with our listeners. I hope to have you again soon.
1: I would be honored. Thank you. Thank you so much.